Welcome to the Color Timer podcast. I am your host, Vincent Taylor. This is a podcast where we speak to professionals who work with color. Today, I am speaking to Kaylee Bateman and Emily Reed. I worked with Kaylee many years ago in Australia, and she has gone on to work with oh, amazing projects. Uh, very recently, of course, she graded the Elvis picture, the Baz Luhrmann picture. Uh, Emily came on board with her uh, as an assistant to start off with, but is now a colorist in her own right. I'm going to have a chat to them about what it's like working as a colorist and a color assist, and then what it's like to set up your own suite. Uh, as per usual, I'll be using my 15-minute sand timer to keep things focused, to keep things on track, and um, yeah, let's go. Take your seats because the hourglass is about to turn. We are entering the world of the micro podcast. Explore the craft, creativity, and science of professionals who use color to tell stories. Welcome to The Color Timer with Vincent Taylor. Kaylee and Emily, welcome. Welcome to The Color Timer. Hi. Hello. Hi, Vincent. Thanks for having us. You might suspect that I'm really terrible at forgetting to do the color timer thing. So let's just do that straight away and we can start asking questions. Yay. Uh, so, yeah. So, is it working? It's working. Okay. Everything's in place. We're rolling. We're recording. Take a breath. Okay. Um, about 30,000 years ago, uh, Kelly, you and I worked together. Uh, back in those days, uh, you were a color assist. Uh, these days, you are well and truly a full-fledged colorist uh, and then some. Uh, and when you started working with Emily, Emily was an assist, but I believe these days that's not so much the case. Emily, you're doing a lot more color work. Yeah, kind of leading a lot of, not a lot of, but a few I think projects. a lot of. Oh, right. Definitely a lot, a lot of, of projects. Yeah, projects for myself. Sure. Yeah. And you can talk yourself up. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, you have to. When the relationship started with you guys, uh, it was as a, a colorist and an assist. And I wanted to ask you the question about how that works, how that relationship works between a colorist and a color assist. Yeah. Um, when, when Emily first started with me, it was really important to have her in a traineeship position because I, I get frustrated when I see color assists go in and do a conform and then get ushered away as soon as the action starts and probably, you know, put in a different department to do something that's not meaningful to the color trade. Um, I, I think you can get a job as a color assist now without actually being exposed to the things that you want to be exposed to. So Emily was assisting, but she was also being exposed to every aspect of the grade and actually grading alongside me with clients um, from a very, very early stage. And it's been, um, been very quick, I think. You were very competent when you came, but now you're also able to manage a room at the same time as coloring and, you know, basically doing the full job. So what, what's it like from your perspective, Emily? Um, I, well, it's kind of been invaluable, the like whole traineeship kind of model that you've worked from, especially, you know, coming out of uni and stuff, there was like a gap between that, you know, crash course that you kind of get at uni between that and then actually working as a colorist. Mm. And it's it's been really, really great to have just someone there constantly to help bridge that gap it, it's so true isn't it i mean the 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 using the machinery and 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 grading that's that's just one part of the puzzle isn't it mm. and, and being able to work with people and 
and do that successfully is is such a huge part of the job. Yeah. And so, you know, the way that our suites are set up, they're side by side with an adjoining door. And so I can always sticky beak. And the first few times I was starting to put Emily in situations, I'm like, oh, let's see how she goes with the client. And so I'd pick one that was, you know, someone who I thought wouldn't be too, too crazy. You know, some clients you think they could just throw anything at you. And I'm like, nope. I'll save Emily from that. I'll just give her <laughs> give her a few nice nice easy ones to begin with. And I think the the most important part to me in terms of nurturing someone is not putting them in a situation where it's too sink or swim too early, um, because I also think that that can be a real drawback if you get one of the color assist roles in some big facilities. It's you you can only do small technical parts of the process, and then one day it's you know somebody is not available, sink or swim. Yeah. And I think it's you've got to kind of go a little bit more gradually than that because it's not fair. You know, someone might be having an off day on that day that they finally get a chance and, you know, to have their whole career hinge on that one session is, is just unfair in my mind. Oh, 100%. I, I, I agree. Um, Emily, do you do you remember a situation where you've, you've been in the suite where you were, you know, you were still trying to work out how it all came together and how it all worked? what you did if you were up against something that you didn't know what to do or how to handle it. Did you just kind of bluff your way through and then debrief with Kaylee or how did you approach that? I think the the good thing about this space, it's never like felt bad or I think hasn't looked bad if I've just gone, hey, Kaylee, can you help me with something real quick? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's only happened a couple of times where, you know, there's been a challenge and you've tried a few things and gone, I'm still not happy with those results. But yeah, it's, it's, we've always made it very clear to people, I'm just in the next room and I can, I can, you know, come in and offer another set of eyes. And, you know, Emily does the same thing for me. You know, if I'm in a session and I'm going like, oh, I'm really struggling with this shot and I can't work out, I've looked at it for 10 minutes now and I've stopped being able to see it, you know, I'll get Emily to pop in. Even if I've got a client in, I'll just say, do you mind if I get a fresh pair of eyes? And usually the client's super happy with that. You know, we're not trying to pretend that we know everything. Mm. You know, if we if we need to pull in some reinforcement, then we will. I think that speaks uh, volumes about both of you. You know, the fact that you, you just go, you know what? Let's push the stupid ego to one side for a minute and just actually focus on the job. Very much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need just need a fresh pair of eyes, no yeah. matter who it's from. Yeah. Now, um, you have both. Uh, in fact, by the time this recording comes out, the wheels will be well and truly rolling. But you've just started a new venture. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So we've just officially launched as the Color Suite which is really exciting because when I first got Emily involved um, in that sort of assistant capacity, I didn't know what it was that I was really doing with it. Eventually I just said, oh, my God, I can't deal with this. I just need you full time. You know, can you <laughs> can you come and work for me? So we've actually been working in this configuration for a year now, but as we went, we saw the potential and we started to gel and understand each other's workflows to to a point where we're like this is something more than me like I was branded as Kaylee Bateman freelance colorist we've turned it into something much more than that so the color suite is the brand new color and finishing service in Brisbane and our whole our whole vision is to have our overheads low enough that we can put everyone's budget on screen 
and our being artist run our whole interest is in the quality of the images so we're kind of not interested in literally anything else being two of us we're just sort of a little bit bigger than a freelancer but smaller than a facility so right in the middle and we have a producer Isabel as well who looks mm. after us and does all of the stuff that we're terrible at <laughs> how how does how important uh, this is a setup question in a way how important is a producer Oh my god! Oh, so <laughs> I told you it's a setup question. Such but, you a know. setup question. Oh, she's just the best. So she's really tenacious <laughs> and tough, and she'll go and have a fight on your behalf. Like you know, when you're in that mode of like, I just want to give you everything that I can. Like we're we're always in a generosity mindset when we're grading. Yeah, it's so true. You know, you need somebody there who's looking at it, going, "Oh, wait a minute, you can't grade." an extra four hours today because you've got something on early tomorrow. Somebody who can see that bigger picture and who can remind us of the the kind of logistics that we get bogged down in the process and enjoy it so much that, you know, we'd kind of just do everything for free forever <laughs> and we'd do it until midnight every day, you know, because we just want to be doing it so badly. So yeah, she picks up the phone so easily. Oh, my God, so easily. Like, I cringe every time yeah. the phone rings, probably from my assistant days because every time the phone rang when I was an assistant, there was a drama like, oh, Adstream have rejected something or you have to come back and do this. And now, like, I get PTSD when the phone rings. I'm like, oh. But Isabel's just, yeah, she's easy with people. It's the best. It's it's interesting. So so this podcast is is talking to professionals who work with colour. And uh, you know, colorists, colorists—it's—it's it's an obvious conversation to have, and and I'm also extending it outside the world of of our industry as well. But something that, that we don't talk about often is the way a producer is integral to this relationship of of of, of getting the job in and out the door, you know, keeping everyone happy along the way, and and you know, because it's 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 not just one person; it never is. No, definitely not. And, you know, we also are so busy when we're doing the job that we can't be checking our emails, we can't be answering our phones, but people need that, like, very quick feedback and very quick responses to to messages because, you know, quite often we'll do a job on a Monday and we'll be on to another job on the Tuesday, but then Monday's client will ring up and say, oh, we've just got one more shot. And if we can't take that phone call because we're in Tuesday's job, they're going to be panicking. Um, so having someone who's available to to do that and say, oh, look, they're in a session at the moment, but they can do it at 5 p.m. or whatever, you know, it just keeps all the wheels turning. I'm gonna, this is this is a nasty question, and and I'll, but I want to ask it of each of you. So let's, mm-hmm. let's I'll ask Emily first. What's the hardest part of your job? My God, that is a nasty question. And it's a nasty one, and it's also not fair because now it gives Kaylee a chance to think about it while you, you're, you're on the spot. I reckon was after a day that you spent with three really energetic guys on the couch in here. Oh, yeah. And you were grading all day with them, and it was a job that I had very little to do with. You were definitely leading it. Um, and afterwards you came in and said to me, I don't think I can talk all weekend because I've used it all up. <laughs> it was just like a neurodivergent fever dream, that room. There was like three of us <laughs> in the room with ADHD, and it was just like... <laughs> It's it's remarkable, isn't it? You use these different parts of the brain when you're working. You know, when you when you're conforming, you're prepping the job. Then when you've got the client, you're kind of entertaining as well as being creative, and then getting it out the door as well with handles and all the rest of it. And 
And again, I, I think this is why it's so important to just not be a solo act. It's not to say people can't do it because people can do it and, I, and head off to them. But to be able to focus on the job in the moment is, is so important. Yeah, it's what I call the hairdressing part of colouring, where you have to like work but also have some chitty chat and keep it light and keep it fun. But meanwhile, you're like madly working away on the, on the actual work. You've mm. got to have that other part of your brain going. And yeah, I remember it from when I was, you know, first starting running sessions on my own, just that sense of I have used up all my chat. There's none left and I'm going to go have like a silent retreat somewhere to recover from the past week, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's great about like our offering as the color suite as well is that we often like co-color things and so we'll be sitting in the two separate rooms but coloring the same project at the same time like in the same timeline oh no way and Mm -hmm. so there can be one of us you know in with the clients doing all that chit chat and then someone else in the other room you know doing the handles tracking all the shapes all that kind of stuff yeah michael keaton Michael Keaton, <laughs> multiplicity. I know the film. That's great to be, t- but, but, you know, I say that as a joke, but that, that's brilliant that, you know, you can be doing, you know, one person can be focusing on this and the other person, and you, you're both yeah. driving toward the end of the job. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Because when we started this, I thought, what would be my ultimate wish list? Like, if I could have anything in the world, what would I want? And the answer is more time. Well, sp- speaking of more time, what a We're nice out. segue. Uh, yeah, my, 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 my time is finished. Look, I, I and I'm, uh, I'm so naughty because I always do this. It's starting to become a habit and, uh, maybe, maybe I need to be slapped, but I do have one last question, which is a bit of a heavy question, but it, it's something that I, I think it's an important question as well. Being, uh, in an industry that has been for so long, so male dominated, um, do you find that you have to, uh, either tiptoe around things or do you just go, you know what, fuck it? That we're just going to be us and, you know, but is it something that comes into your day-to-day environments? I think it is. I I mean, I just don't think that you can avoid it because, you know, we're a lived experience. Like this is a suite full of women, like, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's always a negative thing. It's just always kind of there. I know that Emily, you started off in the camera department and you probably experienced a little bit more overt, moments where you were uncomfortable or not happy with the way things were going um do you want to talk about that at all I mean the the thing that I always like always sticks in my brain was that I like did a water run and was just going around giving the ACs because I was a camera attachment just like bottles of water and one of the first ACs I had like handed him the bottle of water and he just he didn't even look at me and didn't even say thank you and the, oh, I always got the, like, if I lifted anything that was, like, slightly heavy, it was, oh, muscles, oh, muscles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when you're dealing with all that gear. And, I mean, I've definitely experienced a couple of, like, really overt moments. One of them that comes to mind was I was setting up uh, for a remote grade and the DP was in London and um, she was in at a facility there. So we were doing a, a port forwarding situation. And I said to the post soup, oh, so do you need me to set up the port forwarding or are you going to do that? And he just straight up said, well, I would have expected that you couldn't do that. Yeah, right. I'm so like, there's, wow, you just there's say always that. these opportunities, <laughs> isn't there? To, and then I guess, I guess to, to finish off on something that is more instructional, for those that are either experiencing that or for, for, for men in the industry, any words of advice? 
Um, I think it's just that you shouldn't really comment. Like, even if you have that thought, just keep it like. <laughs> keep it to yourself. Because it's usually around technical things or physical strength. There's nothing about being a woman that means that we aren't technically minded. And, you know, I think that people can be a bit binary about colorists as well. And I, I'm sure that there are men out there who get this as well. You're either creative or you're technical. Um, so you're either like this, you know, oh, free flowing energy, let's just feel the images or yeah. you're a, you know, what color space is this captured in and, you know, what three by three matrix do we need? And like, I, I think that it's more about where you are on that continuum, whether you're, you're male or female, but it does tend to get a bit gendered that, you know, women are so, so creative and men are so technical and, um, I just don't think that it's that straightforward. I don't think that men are necessarily more technical or that women are necessarily more creative. I think e either way you cut it, it's unfair to, to most people's experience. So, yeah. you know, maybe just in, in this field we're blending the creative and the technical all the time. So, you know, maybe we're going to be a little bit stronger in one area or the other, but it doesn't mean that we're one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kaylee, Emily, Thank you so much for taking time out. I, I, I so wish you all the best for the Colour Suite. It sounds amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Vincent. Absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having us. Same. Kaylee and Emily, thank you so much for having a chat to me. Uh, the Colour Suite sounds amazing. Uh, if you want to check out what they're doing, uh, you'll find their web address in the show notes. But if not, it's uh, thecolorsuite.com.au. Uh, Colour, spelt the Australian way or English way. Uh, thank you to my executive producer, MixingLight.com. If you're watching this or listening to this on their website, you already know what they do. If you don't, check them out, MixingLight.com. They can help you with all things color, whether you're a colorist or an editor. Uh, thank you to my friend of the show, Filmlight, and to my producer, Kayla. And thank you. Thank you for listening and like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Sign up on the Instagram page. I think we're up to... Oh, it's a sad number. There's not that many followers, but it doesn't matter. Um, look, take care, and I'll see you on the next one. Keep coloring outside the lines. See ya. The Color Timer, a micro-podcast experience.